Welcome to Blightbringers, a podcast for War Machine Hordes. Black. Ah, I already screwed it up. Shadow Flame Shard, that's the thing. Uh, and yeah. many other things, uh, mostly War Machine and Hordes related. I am Ryan. I am one of your hosts. And with me, as always, is my buddy Nate. Hi, Nate. Hi, Ryan. How are you today? I am well. I am, in fact, quite, quite happy, quite pleased. Please this punch, one might say. One might. Uh, so we're doing this today. It is Thursday, nine fourteen, and uh, we just decided to put out a little episode because there's nothing really going on. We were getting bored of sitting here, uh, nothing exciting at all. You know, just just a normal Thursday afternoon. Uh, that sounds right, hey, to Ryan. You? Uh, I mean, yeah, except for, have you updated the WAP? First of all, that's not what that means. And I will I, forever I, I, refer to the War Machine app as the WAP, right? And you will not convince I, me to do that. I don't think I'm allowed to do that without consent. So no, no, I have not updated. <laughs> that. That's not a thing I just get to decide to do. Uh, definitely well, need to have you a conversation should... about that first. You know, be an adult. Uh, don't be weird. Yeah, Ryan, you should update the War Machine app. There's some some cool stuff in there. Oh, is there? All right, hold on. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's just do that real quick. Hmm. Oh, hey, there is new stuff. What's this chimera? Oh boy. Yeah. Okay. So this is not a normal Thursday. Uh, welcome to the show, folks. We're here it's for nonsense. Shadow Flame Shursday. Did you just say Shursday? Yeah, just just go with it, Ryan. I, you committed so hard to the updating your app bit, and you I, won't commit to my bad I, nickname. I, I, that's so bad. I can't. I know it's bad. Just just work with me here. You got to come up with better jokes if you want. Like I'm, I've taken improv classes. As far as you know, I can commit to a bit. It just has to be a good bit. Um, so needless to say, folks, we are ecstatic uh, to break in uh, and start talking about the Shadowflame Shard and taking a look at everything that we see. So, which is uh, a lot. Brian, yeah, which is a lot. There's um, a lot here. Uh, so they released the rules for the preview box, uh, which is, I'm going to pronounce this name wrong because I haven't said it right once yet, uh, Rasic. Rasik, Rasik, something. Yeah. Uh, Spawn of like Shadows. Uh, and then the two heavy mm -hmm. war beasts, the Hydrix and the Vipix, uh, as well as the entire spell rack, which is always a good thing to have because, boy, yeah. between all of the stuff, there is some spice. This is, it is Dune levels of spice in here. Like, Shy Halud, motherfuckers, let's go. What a perfect, uh, what a perfect entrance to this conversation, <laughs> Ryan. Um, so, do we want to start with the rack? Since I think the rack is gonna define a lot of uh, how we talk about the other options available. I, mean, I, I think that's a good place to start. Uh, so, cool. let, let's just go down the list, uh, and you know, we'll we'll talk about it quickly. Uh, so, the spell rack is carnivore, which is a cost two, uh, range six upkeep. Uh, basically just gives your unit or beast or whatever uh, plus two to melee attack rolls against specifically living models and effectively snacking. Yeah, I think it uh, 
it allows you once you destroy it, you then can RFP it and like heal D3 damage. Oh, specifically yeah. the spellcaster can remove D3 damage. It's not the thing that killed it. Yes. So that's okay. That's neat. Uh, yeah, you which know, is pretty fun. Yep, Curse of Shadows. Uh, cost three, range eight. Uh, it's an upkeep that says you're minus two armor and other things can move through you, uh, which super dope. Uh, dash. This is a deceptively powerful. Oh yeah, so, the, the being able to move. It's not just minus two armor. It's like really, really good. Yeah, now. the the I can move yeah. through your stuff is uh, a theme that yeah. we're you're gonna see in a couple of these spells. Just the I For get sure. to go where I want, and you have to deal with it. Yeah. Uh, dash, which is a uh, cost to upkeep. Uh, or sorry, it's just turn uh, range self uh, in control area, and it is just warrior models get plus one speed. Hooray! You know it. You love it. You yep. had it on Rias. Yep. Yep, back when it also did other things, but they took the other things away. Sad days. Uh, Dragon's Blood, which we all know and love, plus two armor, and uh, if the thing dies, uh, whatever killed it is continuously corroded. Uh, Execration of Blackest Night, which is a ten-inch bubble, uh, cost three, and it only lasts the round, but says, uh, if you are within this ten-inch bubble, you are minus two to hit. Full stop, and sentence. Doesn't matter if it's melee, doesn't matter if it's ranged, doesn't matter if you're living, dead, a warjack, uh, or some other fourth thing that probably exists but not yet. Uh, a cephalix monstrosity. There you go. I think they still count as living-ish. They're definitely yeah, not they, living they, their they, best life, but I'm pretty sure they're alive. Yes. Uh, um, and then Host of Shadows, uh, which is a cost to uh, turn-wide control area. Uh, while in the spellcaster's control range, models specifically in the battle group gain ghostly. Uh, again, another fun one of I get to go where I want, and you just get to deal with it. Uh, then there's occultation. Uh, we all know it. We all love it. Upkeep just gives a thing stealth. Uh, silence of death, uh, which is a again cost two upkeep. Uh, model friendly faction unit gets plus two to its melee attack damage rolls and takedown, uh, which is RFP on disabled, uh, and then you don't get a tough roll. Uh, which is nice. Uh, great way to just run through some trolls. Uh, then we've got Veil of Mist, which is a cost to upkeep. Uh, you put down a three-inch cloud template. Uh, your things don't care that it's a cloud, uh, but enemy things do. And you get to move through uh, models, obstructions, anything else, as long as you are touching the template when you do it. Uh, and again... It's another one of those just, I get to go where I want, and you get to deal with it. Uh, pesky obstruction blocking your infantry? Not anymore. Uh, somebody body block their caster with a bunch of dudes to stop your heavy from getting in? Yeah, about that. Uh, you just need, a cloud, just need a cloud effect to not get shot and put it off like a forest. Bam, there you go. Uh, and then finally, uh, Watcher, which is a cost to upkeep uh, range self for the caster. Once per turn, when an enemy model advances and ends its movement within six inches of the spellcaster, you can choose a cohort model in the battle group that is in the control range. That cohort model can immediately make a full advance towards the enemy model and can make one basic attack targeting the enemy model. Uh, so ranged or melee, doesn't matter. Somebody got too close to you, the, your favorite person, and you're going to go smack them. Indeed. So yeah, uh, that um, is the rack. Uh, I yeah. am super... I'm super hype over the rack, honestly, uh, because it is 
a lot of the things that the Dusk one wasn't. Uh, but also, uh, it is... It doesn't go as hard into certain thing or like a certain spell as like the Signar one does, right? Like yeah. I don't think there's mm-hmm. any single spell on here that is like a oh, I'm going to take this most of the time. Right? Like if you look at the Storm Legion one, it's Jackhammer, right? It's just that is a kind of faction defining spell that I think most of their casters look at and just say, Yeah, if I have a reason to take this or I don't need something else like way more, I'm taking it. Yeah. And I don't think that type of thing exists here. Uh, it is very much a... This is a true toolbox of do you need hitting? Do you need different ways to like get through other models? Do you need damage boosts? Do you need a little bit of survivability, either deaf or arm? Like, Yeah. Uh, it, it is very I much do... a... It, sorry, uh, not to say the same thing again, but like it is very much a toolbox of like... What do you need for this matchup to make it go well? Here it is. And I love that. Yeah. I do also... One thing I note about this, which is looks a little unusual, vis-a-vis uh, uh, like other racks that we've seen, this might be the first spell rack that really allows you to play the table mm-hmm. in a really interesting way, like with Host of Shadows, Veil of Mist, dash there's like a lot of really cool um you know execration right if you have like that central obstruction just like sitting behind that and casting it um i think what you're playing against and like what the table looks like will be some some that you take into account but yeah i would agree like this has some good you know you got your hit buff you got your damage buff you got your you know yeah, you got like your armor buff, you got your speed buff, you got stealth, you got, you know, sort of some yeah. standard buff stuff. Um, th- th- this is a little bit of a different flavor than I think what we're used to in Legion, where we tended to have a lot of like upkeep spells mm-hmm. or these like big control area wide or battle group wide effects where these spells feel more targeted. Yes. Uh, with the exception of like Host of Shadows and Execration, I think being like definitely more of that like bigger focus um which is probably in in my opinion i think those are two of the the standouts on the rack personally yep i agree um yeah but uh it would be silly to talk about just the rack uh now that we have these beasts because the beasts like in all hordes factions do provide options for animi and we have some pretty dope anime oh yeah, um, yeah so available on the uh, the two the two heavies i we haven't said this right but uh the stuff that dropped in the app is the preview box so you did mention Reseek, and then the hydrix and the vipex are the two heavies the hydrix high like hydra is the one with multiple heads the vipex like viper is like the little snake guy hey i see what uh, they did there yeah uh, so the Hydrix has three head choices that allow you to choose the Animai. Um, the available Animai there are Prescience, uh, and that's a uh, cost one, range six, uh, target model gains Future Sight, which is actually kind of a big deal and I think pretty useful because of the absence of, like, dice fixing in our rack spells. Yep. Um... And... 
Sorry, go yeah. ahead. I was going to say, uh, importantly, say. Uh, to note uh, that while the the heads provide an anime, uh they also are going to do other stuff besides just like an attack profile for the beast they're on. Uh, we will get to that later, but it is worth noting yeah. that it's not just, oh, you pick a head and here's your anime. Like, no, no, there's an attack and some other stuff that comes with it. Yeah. Um, so Prescience, I think a pretty good one. Future Sight feels like a really good ability to just have. And oh, certainly, yeah. if you were juicing, uh, if you were juicing a heavy up to send it in, right, it might not be a bad idea to put like Silence of Death and Future Sight on it. Uh, um, assuming you have, assuming we have access to something like Puppet Master as well, like you can yeah. actually do some kind of goofy things when you're going. Okay, I really need this thing to be dead. Uh, there's some fun stacking you can do with some of these abilities. Yeah. Um, next up, we have Counterblast. Uh, notably, and I just thought of this, this could be a lot of fun um, because Counterblast has a pretty similar trigger to Watcher. So it's like, um, sure that's available. So yeah, see so you like walk in to fight me and I just get to slap you twice. Yep. Okay. <laughs> yep. Um, and then uh, we have Ravening Hunger, which is a one cost self, I think. Counterblast is also a self, if I remember correctly. Uh, and it just is if an enemy advances and uh, ends or is placed within five, you get to make a basic melee or ranged attack. Uh, Ravening Hunger is a cost one. It's a self. The spellcaster gains snacking. Uh, so kind of similar to, to Carnivore, but without the map buff part of it. Yep. Um, also, and then the Vipex. Uh, oh, go ahead. Yeah, uh, yeah. I was going to say, uh, important for snacking too, is it's another source of RFP. And a good way to keep your uh, Hydrix alive. Just, hey, he's going to eat through this unit of infantry after he almost died. Go go at him again. Good luck. Yep. Yeah. I think he also has regeneration, too. Uh, he does. <laughs> My memory serves me right. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the really fun, uh, the really fun stuff. And this is <laughs> the Vipex might be the first time we've ever seen this. Uh, the Vipex, just worth noting really quickly, is the first beast... I think maybe in the entire uh, instance of Mark IV that has an arcane attack stat. So the Vipex has Animai, but they are actually just offensive spells. Yep. And it has the ability to cast them all at minus one cost. Yep. So the three choices there uh, found on the tail are Bladed Gale. That's a cost three, spray eight, pow 12. and uh, Pow 13. Yeah, pal 13. There you go. Nice. Uh, and I think if you hit the target with it, it loses flying for a round, Correct. if I remember correctly. Yep. Um, so we see a little bit more of that like movement or playing the table type of theme. But uh, it's worth noting that Animai are not as flexible as um, Rack Spells, because you do have to choose these at list construction. Mm-hmm. Um, the next choice is Chasen. Uh, should be a familiar spell for you if you played Veil 2 at all in Mark 3. Uh, so this is a cost 2, range 8, POW 12, and models damaged by Chasen, uh, upkeep spells, and Animai on them immediately expire. Yep. So a cool solution for a spell rack that has no upkeep removal or like buff mitigation, um, which I think having this, you, you'll be hard-pressed to leave home without this spell 
I think. Yep. I, I think it's um, almost an auto-include on at least one of them. Yeah. Um, and speaking of auto-includes on one of them, <laughs> yep. Uh, the final Animus option for the Vitex is none other than Hunter's Mark. And boy, oh boy, uh, is this delightful. That... Uh, so Hunter's Mark, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is a cost 2, range 10, offensive spell. Uh, if you hit an enemy model with the spell, uh, then other models may charge it for free and gain two inches of movement when doing so. Yep. Uh, when I say that I was looking at this uh, and went, oh, okay, I, I think uh, it'll be fine. Everything's, you know, going to be about the bog standard. And then I saw Hunter's Mark on a Heavy as just like mm -hmm. its anime. was like, oh, wow. Yep. So you've just given me the ability to do some really, really goofy things. Like, yeah, I'm not complaining. This seems fine. <laughs> yeah. Especially, again, when you take into consideration uh, the if the Vipex casts any of these, they're minus one cost. So like, Bladed yep. Gale costs it two. Chasson and Hunter's Mark costs one. Like, yeah. it's, it's part of a heavy's activation to do it. But also, your caster also gets them, so you can toss out a decent amount of Hunter's Marks every turn without putting too much effort into it. And that yeah. ability is real nice. Yeah, worth noting in particular, I think the stock of Chasen and Hunter's Mark goes up pretty dramatically with the inclusion of the Arcane Forces command card, mm -hmm. which I would uh, I would never leave home without uh, if you have Hunter's Mark. It is... Yeah, I've been really playing good. against the local here that plays Iona and takes the Arcane Forces command card, and it's basically impossible to play against the 22-inch Hunter's Mark. You're like, yep. all right, you just get to charge. Like, yeah. You're you going to pick what your thing fine. and go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, so those are the Animai... Um, Pretty cool little kit that we have so far. I am pretty excited about it. Yep. Uh, for sure. A good mix of things that help both your individual battle group models, uh, the thing that's casting it, uh, and also a couple that are, again, for the first time I think ever, are just a bunch of like debuffs for enemy models on Animai. Like, I don't think any faction has ever done that before. Yeah. So it's a neat little design space to be in, and one that I'm... I don't want to say I'm surprised they did, but, like, I'm a little surprised. So... Yeah, it's definitely feels a little... <clears throat> um, it's it's certainly a unique mechanic, probably one of the coolest that I, I think I've seen yet um, in, in Mark IV. Um, and just excited. I think there's, like, so, so much possibility, right? Oh, yeah. Um, that like isn't immediately apparent i think that this like activations with your war beasts of this army this is really going to reward like repeated play depth and expertise which i think is actually a pretty similar thing uh as to what playing legion was like playing legion never felt like a thing that you could easily pick up because a lot of the the positioning and, and applications of things were so crucial and important but also like very technical 
Um, And I think this is going to feel like similarly, like there are a lot of cool combos available and that's a thing that I, I am real excited about with Chimera and particularly this army is that it's going to be easy to continue to play it and never feel like it gets stale, you know? Yeah. To, to bounce off what you were saying a little bit, uh, I think, it is going to reward experience and especially like list building uh, because a lot of the choices you have to make, you're going to have to make them when like when you're building your list and mm-hmm. the ability to decide kind of what you want things to do and how you want them to work, but also have the flexibility to be able to change that plan, not at a moment's notice, but close to. Uh, seems like it is going to reward the player who can do that. Like, if you give yourself the options to do anything, but have a plan for what you want things to do, then I think you're going to be in a much, much better position than, say, your standard brick of just like, okay, I'm going to run six heavies at you and, like, buff arm on all of them and say this is probably fine. Because not only could you beat something like that, you could also go into the, like, TK-Kruger matchup or Thexus matchup where it's like, oh no, there's threats coming at you from 20 different angles. That's cool. I have the tools to deal with that as well because they are spread across the army. Uh, at least if that theme continues beyond just, like, the preview box. If this is what this looks like, I'm going to make an assumption here that it probably will. Uh, I back that up with no knowledge of anything else, but, like, it seems like that's the direction this is going. So, like, if that continues, boy, is it going to be a fun time. Oh, for sure. Um, speaking of the preview box, Ryan, do you want to talk to us about Rasik or Rasik? Spawn of Shadows. So, this dude uh, is just, like, he is, like, Thags 2 had a baby, and that baby said, I'm you, but better and then immediately picked up a cleaver and cut someone in half with it. Uh, yeah, like, th- like that baby said, you're not my real dad, Rias is my real dad. I mean, Rias could be my daddy, I'm fine with that. Uh, so, Rasik is uh, speed 6, uh, magic 6, mat 8, def 14, arm 18, uh, arc 6, control 12. Arc? And fire immune. Yep. Uh, also soulless, and he's a medium base. Uh, so, relatively small amount of fury to use, relatively small control, like, 6 and 12 is fine. It's not, it's not crazy, but, like, it's, it's fine. Uh, it means you're gonna have to make some choices during your turn and definitely have some fury management if you're running beasts, but, like, that's okay. Uh, he's walking around with a couple battle plans, uh, which he can use at any time during his activation, uh, so the first one is Battle Formation, which is while in this model control range and base-to-base with one or more models in its battle group, Warrior models gain plus two arm and cannot become knocked down, and it lasts for a round. Uh, he's got Precision Strike, which is while within 10 inches of the model, friendly models basically just gain Tactician, uh, so they can move through each other, they see past each other, uh, and just do whatever they want, uh, continuing the theme of my models go where they want and you just get to deal with it. Uh, and then Desperate Mission, which is range 5, target-friendly faction warrior model. Uh, if the model is in range, it gains last word. Uh, Desperate Mission lasts for one round. 
uh, important that it's only warrior model, not warrior model unit. So depending on, you know, what maybe solos look like, or if there's a particular, you know, guy in a zone that's just kind of hanging out to do things, uh, that could be very interesting. Uh, he's also wandering around yeah. with sidestep. So after, you know, he gets his one initial, uh, he gets to just move another two inches and then start, you know, buying to swing again. Uh, Brian, buying to swing with what, Ryan? Oh, well, we'll get there. Uh, the, the the battle plans I think are neat. Um, I have a hard time judging the worth of any of them besides a tactician one because we don't have any of the solos or units yet. So like, in theory, battle formation is great because you just put a beast next to uh, like a model unit with tough and be like, yeah, all of these idiots are now a plus two arm and have tough no knockdown. But that also kind of depends on how survivable the units are, which we don't know yet. So like. It, in theory, will be good, but we can't... Like, it, I find that hard to kind of judge and be like, okay, how useful is this really, right? Oh, um, I, I immediately saw that and was like, okay, so this idiot's like 1420 and it can't be knocked down oh, yeah. all the time. Oh, yeah. yeah. He, he, just, he, just follows him, around a, be, he just yeah. follows around a Vipex and is like, yeah, like, let's... This is fine. We're, we're good. Yep. Um, his real... His secret name is Rathik... <laughs> okay, I'll give you credit on that one. That was that was pretty good. <laughs> uh, and then same thing with Desperate Mission, because it's only friendly faction uh, warrior model. Uh, he could give it to himself, which I think is like the greatest style points to end a game. Oh, man. Like some absolute meme dream. Yeah, somebody, <laughs> you go win on the assassination, fail, then give yourself Desperate Mission and be like, all right, well... You're gonna probably kill me, but when you do, I'm getting one more swing, and if it connects, oh boy, do I win first. Yep. <laughs> uh, so, uh. for his weapons, he's walking around with Thanatos, which already just sounds badass, right? Like, as That's, far as uh, names go, like, I don't want to get hit with something that sounds like that. It's death in Greek mythology, I it, think, right? It sure is. Yeah. Which, inappropriate name... Uh, for a Mad 8 yeah, range 2 POW 17 with crit decap, like, <laughs> if this dude hits the crit, like, if he personally goes in on any other caster and hits the crit, I'm, like, 90% sure he just one-shots most casters in the game. Like... Yeah, you better be playing hordes at that point. Yeah, like, I, I have to run some of the numbers, but, like, that is a ridiculous POW... To just say, if I hit this, I'm going to murder whatever it is I touch. If I hit this crit yeah. and I just went in on, you know, your heavy, I might have not have to spend my entire stack to kill that heavy now. I go from like, oh, I might have to buy three or four to like, oh, I'm probably doing this in like two attacks. Dope. Yeah. Like, at that, so like, just imagine that, right? You go into like an arm 20 great bear. You hit the crit on just, like, uh, and then boost damage, okay? Your dice off three. Average dice says ten and a half. Let's make this easy and say ten. You hit that for seven. You do fourteen damage. You half killed a Kador Heavy in one hit. Yep. That's ridiculous. 
Now do that into something that like but you're again. actually dice plus on. You know, you go into a light, yeah. you go into most other casters that are like, oh yeah, I'm an arm 16, like, <laughs> cool. So you're arm yeah. 16, I'm dice plus <laughs> one. Uh, again, average dice on a boost says 10, that's 11, that's 22 damage. Sure hope you can survive your, that, buddy. Bend your focus. Yeah. Bend your focus and die anyway. Uh-huh. <laughs> so good. Like, that's... This dude is, like, mid yeah. to, like, late game is an actual threat to every other caster. Like, he's just gonna wander around yeah, and start chasing agreed. casters and chasing heavies around and be like, no, no, this is still my table. I'm just letting you stay here for now. Yeah. Uh... Feet is um, called Wall of Fangs. Uh, it's while in Rasik's control range, friendly faction models gain defensive strike. On uh, it lasts for a round. Uh, for those of you who don't know what defensive strike is, it's just a once per turn when an enemy model advances into and ends its or I'm sorry when it advances into and ends its movement or is placed in the melee range of a model with defensive strike. The model with defensive strike can immediately make one basic melee attack. Uh, a little Orion. You know what I just realized? Oh, I'm sure it's going to be funny. You could have Watcher, you could have Counterblast, and you have this feat. Yep. <laughs> walks the guy in, and you get to hit it three times. Yep. Imagine somebody trying to, like, oh, I'm just going to kill your caster on feet turn. Like, uh, okay. <laughs> you, you, you sure about that, bud? Like, I have... Yeah. I've got uh, Desperate Mission. I've got the feet... And I've got counter blast up on myself. Yeah, let's. Uh, you, you might be might be getting uh, slapped in the mouth with yeah. some thanatos. The heavy you yeah. send in to try and kill him dies to the three attacks that I just took out of activation. Yeah. Hope Gross. you have a second one. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh my god! I love it. Um, yeah. I, I think it's as a feat. Like it is obviously strong. Again, I think it's going to depend a lot on, like, how the infantry looks. I think this is a hard one to judge based solely on the beasts. Like, they get a lot out of it, but if it's really mm -hmm. just a, oh, the beasts get to, like, make a single punch before they get hit, that's not as good in my mind. Uh, if there's a bunch of infantry that are can also do something with this, like they have Weapon Master or Finisher or, um, like, cool crit knockdown type effects, like then that becomes yeah. kind of dangerous for people because it's like, okay, yep. you send your heavy in and I have, uh, you know, say a, a dude or a unit has like crit knockdown. Like how many of them do you really want to risk me hitting the crit on? Because I can end that heavy's entire turn right here. Yeah. Like it becomes a, people have to respect the resource allocation and realize that like, if there's, a, again, I don't know if there is obviously, but like assuming there's some kind of an effect like that, uh, a crit stationary, a crit knockdown, something along those lines. Boy, does yeah. that get hard to judge what you can actually do and get in on. Yeah, this uh, especially feels fun uh, if you have a if you're playing like melee list on melee list and oh, you're yeah. like taking advantage of battle formation and you've cast like uh, counter blast and execration of blackest Yep, night and it's it's just like. <laughs> Okay, you just have to like wade into my army, and actually, it's just misery for you. Like you're uh -huh. minus two to hit. All my guys are plus two armor. They can't get knocked down, and they all slap you first. Like, yep. like I imagine, love it. Imagine playing this yeah. into like a, a Maylock, 
where it's literally yeah. just here's a bunch of melee idiots and they're just gonna run at you like okay we're, yeah we're gonna play that game and let's see who wins yeah um this could lead to some absolute hilarity though if you're playing into wolf and wolf feats and then charges <laughs> your army <laughs> Oh god! Like, I don't nested... even know whose turn this is anymore. Like, yeah, what is nested... what's going on? <laughs> the nested triggers there. Yup. Oh. Yeah. Can so I definitely. I, I mean, it, like, I think a, a good feat certainly, and it has the potential to make the games really interesting. Yeah, uh, I think yeah. specifically for things like Wolf, uh, if you're playing on clock, make sure you're swapping it back and forth because. That's going to be a weird one to keep track of. <laughs> I didn't yeah. think of that, but oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, as for his spells, uh, he's got uh, two rack slots, uh, and then he came stock with Death March, uh, which is a cost three upkeep. Uh, friendly faction unit gets plus two mat and vengeance. Uh, this is specifically unit, but like, hell yeah. Uh, again, yeah. this feels dope uh hard to judge the usefulness when we don't have any of the infantry uh but like making mat six infantry mat eight or mat seven infantry mat nine and giving them vengeance is never a bad or thing uh maybe making your mat eight caster mat 10 uh nope because it is unit oh he bummer can't, can't give it to <laughs> curse uh, you and your reading ryan reading the card explains the card yeah um so it's it, this one's a hard one to judge and like on paper it looks neat but it's also half of his stack so you might throw it out like turn one uh and then it's kind of hard to tell from there how useful it's yeah. actually going to be uh but like i i feel like there's some potential there right there's got to be something with it yeah if there's if there's like a five uh i think we we write from what we've seen um the solicitation for the army box and, yeah. and the art from the army box and stuff like we know there's going to be five model units yep. and i think on a unit like that you'll get a lot of use out of it yep uh especially yeah, yeah like there's also the three man what i'm assuming units that have boxes so like that could be useful there as well just kind of to discourage like oh do you want to hit these medium base idiots or do you have to like yeah. overcommit to make sure you kill them now yeah uh he's also got flashing blade because you know if you're hanging out with rias all the time you're gonna have flashing blade like <laughs> she was just teaching him all of her tricks she was just like hey you want to know how you murder some idiots this is how you murder some idiots and he took those lessons to heart if you yeah i mean actually it's literally how to murder idiots yeah. right it's like rias too it's like have crit detap sword have flashing blade that's Step it. three that, have that's fun. the plan yeah, yeah no, literally that, that. Yep. the plan is just that that's it <laughs> Yep. <laughs> uh, uh, and then he's gross. got yeah. uh, the real spice, uh, oh. which is Warpath. Uh, cost three. Uh, it's an upkeep for self, uh, and it is when a friendly faction model in the spellcaster's control range destroys one or more enemy models with a melee or ranged attack during its activation. Immediately after the attack is resolved, one cohort model in the spellcaster's battle group that is in its control range can advance up to three inches. A cohort model can advance as a result of Warpath only once per turn. Ryan, so... this is this is the spell that Legion wanted for so long. <laughs> yeah, from what we've so some from just one spell and the Animai, you have now told me I can very casually give any model in my battle group uh, uh, 
a five inch thread extension what (laughs) yeah danger (laughs) i'm sorry we're doing what now so like my speed six heavy is actually speed 11 effectively (laughs) i'm sorry what yeah real real silliness i'm into it uh so the other fun things to remember here is uh you can warpath yourself uh so a bit of spice can't you or is it another no he's he is not a cohort no 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 no, not him so like say you have a heavy that goes up and kills a thing oh yes it can trigger warpath on itself yeah so like somebody can body block your heavy with like little dudes and be like haha you can't get there and then you just go i'm going to eat this one i'm going to warpath three inches hi friend yeah and like still absolutely get there or in the case of like i don't know a vipex with hunter's mark uh it could very much go kill a thing and then warpath back and be like hey i'm not engaged anymore boy am i boy can i hunter's mark a thing to give stuff that maybe didn't have range before range or boy because i we haven't mentioned this yet but like I, I want to mention it now. Uh, the Void Apex has a head that lets it be an Arcanode. Boy, no, is that goofy when you can just back up and be like, yeah, I'm an Arcanode now. And boy, did my caster not go yet and can cast a whole bunch of ch- Chassens or Bladed Gales or anything else. Like, just yep. throw out three Hunter's Marks on three different things and be like, rest of the army, go, go, go yeah definitely cool stuff oh the movement shenanigans uh in this in like faction so far are just rustling my jimmies and i'm so here for it rustling your jimmies what are you my grandpa i mean (laughs) there's a joke Uh, here somewhere but i I can't think of it we can we can move on um and so I, I'd say just from looking at him, he seems like a pretty, like if this guy is, if you're thinking of him essentially as like your battle box caster, like he has some abilities to support pretty much anything in the army. Yep. Right. Uh, he has a feat that's pretty universally useful mm-hmm. uh, and just like seems like all around a pretty solid uh, starting point. I think the hardest thing about him is he's definitely a caster where like you you must choose what you want to do yep because six fury when you're upkeeping warpath right like Mm -hmm. it sure goes quick yep yeah so uh the hard part about him for me is like i i like the battle plans i like the spells i like the rules on him uh it's weird for me that he's the battle box caster only because so many of his abilities have to deal with like infantry and Mm. there kind of isn't any for him to do anything with yet so like if you buy like the preview box which is on sale now at privateerpress.com go check that out uh indeed (laughs) you're going to be like oh i'm going to try playing him with like you know a couple heavies and like a smaller game and a bunch of his kit is just not useful like you just you don't have targets for it you can't do anything with it yeah uh, so... i think if if you're doing that too i think the um i also i will say the following just based from my own experience playing 
uh, Gearheart, right? If you have three battle plans and one of them is Tactician, Precision Strike, as it's known now, uh, that's going to be the one you use like 80% of the time. Because oh, sure. it's such a strong set of abilities, yeah. For sure. It's just, it's weird to me that like, oh, you can only use that one right now. Right? Yeah. Like that's yep. You can technically use battle formation, but it is only going to benefit him, which maybe is enough in certain situations. But like, it feels harder to get good use out of. Yeah, agreed. So uh, um, that is that is really my only complaint there. Um, I kind of wish he would have maybe been like the first army box caster when you actually got some units and could use all of this. But like, yeah, presumably that's coming out in I think they said November, December. So like December, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, you know, ideally we'll have the rules for the units before then. So like, get Here's a little hoping. more used to it. Uh, but like, in the meantime, he's basically mini Rias and treat him as such. Go and beat people to death. Go kill heavies yeah. for nothing because you can just do yeah. that. For funsies. Yeah. Um, yeah. I do. I do think he he feels like that's a a good. It's a good place for a caster to be where you're like, there's like, I could do like five different things with him each turn, right? Like maybe it's upkeep warp path, cast Hunter's Mark, uh, charge and go kill some a bunch of stuff with Flashing Blade, right? Or maybe it's just upkeep warp path and death march, cast execration, hang out, right? Like there's a lot that he can do, but you do have to choose. Um, so yeah. I, I do like that though I like the flexibility and I like like having to make like meaningful decisions you know yeah. like it's you I, know I, while he is like a big like beat stick uh, it, it's not like playing butcher right where no. your whole game plan is like camp six and run at your opponent's caster and it's just like really like it's cool that you can kill the world but like it's not very interesting or fun to play whereas he seems like he'll be pretty dynamic like pretty fun to play yeah, um, I feel and like... you can kill the world but like there's a lot more that you'll be able to do too. oh for sure uh, i feel like yeah. early on especially like i said before we get the units and things uh host of shadows and execration are going to be like his best friends yeah. it's going to be like, for sure put warpath up and then just hang on to those two and be like okay which one do i need this turn does yeah. everything get ghostly to go murder stuff or does everything already involved and then it's like all right execration Good luck. Yeah. Is my opponent crashing into me? If if so, I feed and cast execration. Yeah. yeah. It's it's weird to have like because like, to me he's he seems like a like he's a very offensive type caster. Like he has a really good offensive spell kit, but like a defensive feat, which is um like like one of my one of my favorite combinations of things. Yeah, I I think it's very interesting in that like. It almost feels like he wants to play very catcher's mitt and then mm -hmm. yeah. use that threat extension and use the movement shenanigans from like Warpath and Hunter's Mark uh, and, you know, Host of Shadows uh, to say, okay, you've gone in, you weren't able to like commit enough because you have to respect my ridiculous threat ranges. And because yeah. you had to stay back, you couldn't get on everything. And because of that, now I get to clap back, and my clap back is removing the things that came in, and then also using that extreme threat range to re-engage all of your stuff. Yeah, like project further. Yep. yep. And then it becomes a yeah. 
kind of weird game of like oh what like what is the response to that like you just lost whatever you sent in on top of now having a bunch of heavies maybe change the line of engagement from like you know my half of the table to pretty deep on your half yeah so. um speaking speaking of heavies oh, yeah. um i'm not gonna go through all the options for everything but i do just want to give a brief summary of the two that we got um so we got the hydrix which is a chimera dragon spawn shadow flame shard heavy war beast uh 30 boxes looks like it is it's a 12 18 uh yeah, it's a 12-18, and it's roughly, I think it's a uh, 10 in spirit, 12 in body, 8 in mind type situation. Yes, that's um, right. Yeah, uh, so speed 5, mat 6, rat 6, 12-18, fury 4, threshold 9, uh, big base of so 50 mil, uh, solace, pathfinder, and dual attack, regeneration D3, which is the force... To heal d3 and then also steady uh you have this model like a hydra has many heads you have three heads to choose from one head is the central head that's where the main weapon and the animi are and then uh there's also five smaller heads to choose from um worth noting that that when you buy the hydrix it does only come with the eight heads like one copy of each smaller head so PP heard some feedback, I think, some rumblings, some uh, on launch day. Yeah, and some some murmurings. Uh, and they now sell an additional uh, Hydrix head pack, which is a second copy of all the smaller heads. I think it's like ten bucks, yeah. so pretty reasonable. Um, and then your other choice for the beast is the dorsal feature, so you can pick like blade back spine back or wings pretty cool also to note that these options give the hydrix some other movement ability basically all of them so yep. you're like picking between like overtake swift hunter and then wing the wings feature gives it obviously flight but plus two speed as well feels almost reminiscent of like abby's little like mutations and stuff but yep. you get to do it when you're building the beast instead of when you're um uh, during your activation. So this is a pretty familiar stat line. I think this was like the land shark stat line of before. Um, and worth noting this, the uh, Hydrix and the Vipex, both of them uh, are effectively uh, serpentine, right? Which is a rule that doesn't exist anymore, but it yep. just means that they can't be knocked down, but then also can't make slam or trample power attacks. Yep. Um, and can't make any power attacks with the hydrix uh not base unless, not base i was gonna say unless you take a specific smaller head which then gives you the ability to make headbutts so which, i mean to be fair how often is your you know heavy beater headbutting a thing yeah um the vipex is the other war beast this is the one that's really cool this is the one that has the offensive spells for the animi uh, you have three head choices there. Um, the uh, Then the choice of the three animi, that's all tied to the tail. Um, and then you have two arm choices for that one as well. Uh, also a 50 mil, also 
uh, Solus and has native Pathfinder, uh, but that one does have the native ability to make headbutt power attacks. Um, this guy is speed 6, magic 6, mat 6, def 14, arm 16, fury 3, and threshold 9, with 26 boxes, I think. Similarly, like... It's basically an Aerith without the sprint. Uh, 8, yeah, 8 in mind, 9 in... Uh, 8 in mind, 9 in spirit, and then 9 in body. Yeah. So yeah, essentially think like, yeah, the, the Hydrix is pretty similar to the like Carnivian City and Ravagor type chassis, and the Vipex to me is very reminiscent of like the Angel Seraph Nerif chassis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the rules and all the abilities and combinations and things and like all that stuff is in the app. I just wanted to give like a rundown of the basics of these. Um, because there are so many different ones that you can build. Uh, so the Vipex, um, the Vipex, for example, between the three heads, the two arms, and the three tails, you have 18 different combinations you can build. Uh, the Hydrix, though, it's like, so I think many. there's like over 100, maybe, maybe something like 140-something. Yeah, yeah. There, there's like, arguably there's, too many. Yeah, way too many uh, combinations that you can make with that. Um, but I think, uh, Ryan, you and I also have done uh, a whole bunch of, like, list building and experimentation and stuff, like, in terms of heavies already. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, and so I was wondering if you had, like, a particular uh, Hydrix or Vifex build that like really stood out to you and if you wanted to share like what that was and like what kind of synergies you see with it and then like yeah just just go from there okay uh yeah i actually have uh, a hydrix I, I have one of both that i really i really like uh so we'll start with the hydrix because i think the vipex is not spicier but like definitely plays more into my love of do the weird movement shenanigans and do dumb stuff, uh, which I am 100% here for. Love that. Uh, so mm-hmm. the the Hydrix that I really, I think I like uh, is what I am calling the Spray Boy. Uh, it is the Diviner head. Uh, so important to note that that head is the one that gives out prescience to other things. Uh, it's a range one POW 16. It also gives the Hydrix itself future sight base as well as true sight. So like... The true sight is going to be slightly less important here, but giving itself future sight without having to spend the fury is super nice. Uh, yeah, really, so, really valuable on sprays too. Oh yeah. Uh, so you take yeah. that head, uh, which is a decent melee threat on its own, uh, and then you take two of the flame sprayers, uh, which are pistol, spray ten, pow thirteen, fire, continuous fire, uh, and you turn him into a little fire boy. That just walks up the field and dro- starts dropping POW 13s that you can boost at any time. Uh, and then still have a relative, excuse me, relatively decent melee threat. Uh, you do all of that with the spine back, and you also give him Swift Hunter. So you can walk five, Swift Hunter twice off the sprays, so effectively move nine, and then still be able to make melee attacks with your big head and 
at POW 16 base. Uh, and that to me is just lovely. Uh, alternatively, yeah. you can charge with the big head uh, at, you know, again, move nine or move eight, threat nine base, uh, and then drop sprays and move deeper. So, like, you can get at support models, you can get at things that somebody's trying to hold back for, like, a counter punch, and just be like, no, that's not actually safe. Uh, and that entire build only, only, okay, runs uh, 11, 13 inch or 13 points. Like, yeah, that feels fine to me. Like, I, I love that as a feature. I love that as a thought of just being like, I'm going to do goofy things at 13 points and still be a 12, 18 heavy that is relative, not hard to remove, but like relatively tanky before buffs. Uh, you know, you start adding yeah. in like Execration, you add in Curse of Shadows in there somewhere, and those sprays get to be POW 15s. Uh, you add an yeah. Execration and he becomes a Def 14. You throw Dragon's Blood on him and he's armed 20. Like, it doesn't take much to make that dude uh, either survivable enough to be annoying or damaging enough that somebody has to respect it. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that, that's, that I is think one of my favorite right now. Yeah, yeah. I think I'm I'm definitely looking at something like that pretty hard with Rasik, and I love the idea uh, not of like charging in and going deeper, but like charge an idiot, uh, bite him, kill him, spray a bunch more, right? Yep. Uh, Swift Hunter back, but yeah, yeah, charge eight, uh, Swift Hunter back four, then Warpath yourself back three more. So you're just like this little like torrent of death that yo-yos back and forth. Like, how freaking cool is that? I, yeah. I mean, if we're counting Warpath here, you can walk five uh, or charge eight, ki hit a thing and kill it with your melee attack, Warpath another three inches forward, and then really get those sprays to dig deep at things if you're going for an assassination run, if, again, you're going after, like, that second or third line model that's, you know, sitting on somebody's flag or threatening your zone. Like, the yeah. stuff just isn't safe because of the amount of weird threat extension and weird movement you can get. Yeah. Uh, how about you? What's uh, your favorite Hydra? Ooh, my favorite Hydrix that I have built uh, thus far is actually the, the um, I call it the Tonkydrix. Um, so this is a Hydrix with the toothy maw head. So that's like the Carnivian bite head that gives you a native POW-18 um that is uh it has crit sustained attack which is like a pretty fun thing when all your beasts are mat six yep I don't, um, I don't think that one is going to come up super often but like you're not going to be upset when it does no not at all um and then the smaller heads for that one i took two uh block heads so yeah. giving that yeah, giving that Hydrix basically two bucklers, which, uh, worth noting, because it's a war beast uh, and does not, in fact, have left and right arms or head systems, uh, they can never be crippled. Mm -hmm. um, and then I opted for the spine back just to save that extra point because I just wanted this thing to be uh, cheap, durable, and able to, like, clap back pretty hard. Um but you could you could take the what's the other one the, um, the wings overtake one the blade the blade oh, back yeah, yeah. or the wings like if you wanted to turn this into a 
uh, like more mobile and heavier hitting uh, model, you could easily take those options. Uh, but I opted for the spine back because with that set of equipment, this guy comes out to 12 points. He's yep. 1220 with steady, uh, and he has three initials at POW. Uh, 18, 14, 14. Yup. Like, just cheap, durable, hits hard. Like, it's very, uh, he's like the big, he's like the brutalist building of, uh, Hydrix. Hydrix is, he's like functional and, and stocky. So, uh, the other fun one there, and I don't know if you, I didn't hear you say this, uh, but those blockheads also have beatback. Yeah. Yep. So again, the movement of just like, I'm going to charge a thing. Uh, I'm, you know, something is going to warpath me forward or I'm going to warpath myself by killing a thing. Then I'm going to hit this heavy and I'm going to beat back twice and then I'm going to kill it. And, you know, um, overtake off of that. Like, there's yeah. just a lot of weird incremental movement you can do by like just chewing through things. And it's gonna make threat mm-hmm. ranges a nightmare to try and keep track of. Yeah, for sure. Oh, um, oh boy, is that fun? I like that. I, yeah. I, I like the just yeah, it's twelve twenty base. Yeah. Just very, very... twelve twenty Eddie. Yeah. Like same as before, slap dragon's blood or execration there, and it, it gets pretty hard to deal with. Yeah. Um, Fourteen twenty two is a real stat line. Yes. Well, yeah, <laughs> four, fourteen twenty-two steady, like, okay. Yeah, big big deals. Um, yeah, I just I I like it. It's like simple. It's very. Uh, this feels definitely like your second wave. Like sit in the back of the zone and hold it, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Force your opponent to commit to it. Hopefully, unresteeks feet so they can commit to it, but probably not get it done. And then it's like more than capable of slapping back, pretty hard. Yep. I mean, just base, right? It's an 18 and two 14s with uh, Silence of Death or Curse. Like, it's a 20 and two 16s, and like, boy howdy, will that go through a lot. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So, uh, you want to tell me about your Vipex build? Because I think you're going to pick something similar to what I do. So, like... Um, I, I want to see if we're I, meshing here. I want to see if the Anthank is taking I, I don't know, because I actually just am picking... So there were, like... I have a really hard time picking here, because there's two of these that I really like. Okay. Um, one of them is... Uh, and I, I guess I'll I'll say one, and then you can say yours, and then I'll talk my other one if we don't have the same one. Um, okay. But I actually really love the idea of the... Um, Eight point Vipex that just has the arc node head, the bladed gale tail for the extra initial, and then the uh, impalers for arms. Or not the impalers, sorry, the cleavers for arms. Okay, so the cheap the, arms. Uh, yeah, the cheap arms that give you combo strike. Right. So this is an eight point beast that you can channel through. Um, if you think about a caster like Rasik and that like uh, battle plan ability, what is it? Battle formation, uh-huh. right? Like this is a cheap guy. He's steady. He's um, perfectly he fine babysitting pop. a unit of dudes. Yeah, per- perfectly fine babysitting some dudes. Um, 
And then, like, if you need to throw down with him, uh, he is not incapable of doing so, right? The combo strike to POW 19 is pretty fun, right? Um, and the uh, Bladed Gale Hail, like, he feels, honestly, for, like, an eight-point thing, like, he's an Arc Node, he has a spray built in, he has three uh, or four initials, right? Yep. Yeah, four initials, two POW 11s and a POW, uh, two POW 15s. Yep. He definitely feels like a capable beast, but not like anything all that exciting. Um, yeah, he's, but he's just, not one yeah. rounding another heavy, right? He's not one rounding another heavy, but like he costs eight points. Like yeah. that's a, you know, like it, fe it feels very much akin to a light on mm -hmm. a heavy chassis. Um, and this feels honestly for eight points, like it feels like pretty good value for the yeah. amount of rules you get. Yeah, I, I can yeah. see it. Yeah, I've I've nicknamed that one the Cheapex. <laughs> did you nickname all of your builds? Yes, I did. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just lucky, lucky I picked the Tonky Dricks and not the Bonky Dricks. Oh my god! Uh, if anybody's looking to adopt Nate, uh, he's available. <laughs> just saying uh if you need somebody to be on your podcast uh nate is adoptable uh, i'm not saying it's going to be cheap but i am willing to sell him um, um so what about what's a what's the build of the vipex that's jumped out to you so i think my favorite so far has been uh the i'm going wherever i want build uh which is the viper head that gives him plus one arm and mat, as well as a one-inch POW 13. Uh, you give him Bladed Gale for a point, because it's a uh, POW 11 chain weapon tail at an inch. Uh, and then you give him duh, the Impalers for eight points. Uh, so yep. he's a little expensive, right? It's 13 points. Uh, he maxes out at 15. But you get uh, a Met 7 uh, Speed 6 Beast with two-inch melee, uh, at a 14-17 stat line, which is reasonable. Uh, and then you throw in the fact that he can sidestep four times. And then buy attacks. Yep. And, again, there's, there's no... If I want this to get to something, it's going to get there, right? Like, look specifically at Rasik and be like, Okay, so you're telling me his base threat range is 11... You can Hunter's Mark to 13, Warpath to 16, and then sidestep four times for an extra eight inches of movement and actually have this thing go 24 inches. You can be in the middle of a zone on one side of the table and make it to the other zone and still have Fury left to make attacks to help clear it out. Like I love the idea of casting Curse of Shadows on a unit and then hunters marking the back guy in the unit charging him with this idiot and then walking yourself backwards through the unit uh -huh. and then we're passing back you're like oh i just charged 11 and then i just moved back 11 cool yep. now your unit's dead my guy's in the same spot that was fun yep or the, like, yeah just again the the ability to dig that deep uh it very much reminds me of anyone who played veil 2 and mark 2 uh, with refuge where she could be standing in one like 
again, in one zone on one side of the table, and then just be like, oh, if I get to that other zone, I can win, but I'm only speed six. I'm still going to move 17 inches, and there is nothing anyone can do to stop me. Like, yeah, it's that kind of thing is a thing that I really love uh, because of the ability to reposition. It makes your entire army so hard to pin down and so hard to do anything with. Like, you can deploy at, like, a refused flank and just put everything on one side of the table and because of, like, the amount of movement shenanigans, actually be going cross-table and doing way more than, any like, you have any right to do. Yeah. But was that your build? Did, did yeah. You, did you like the... Uh, no. Uh, um, I'm gonna go fast. No, the other... The, the other two I liked, honestly, one of them was... Uh, and, and again, this is like the the same uh, or similar appeal, right? Which is uh, take an ability and like lean all the way into it. And this mm -hmm. is the the uh, Huntpex, which okay. has the Ophidian head, which mm -hmm. gives it uh, plus one arcane attack skill, uh, the Hunter's Mark tail, and then the Cleavers for arms. So coming in at like twelve points. Oh, how much was your uh, side sidesteppy boy? Uh, 13. He's like 13? Yeah, 13. Yeah, which is not bad, yeah, honestly. In my mind, a, perfectly reasonable yeah. for 13 points. For like, a, yeah, for a heavy with like four initials. Four yeah. initials, a bunch, two at POW, 17, a 13, and 11, mm -hmm. all at MAT 7. Like, cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah, but I like this one. So uh, Ophidian Head, which gives uh, plus one arcane attack, and then Repo 3. Uh, give him the Hunter's Mark Tail and then the Cleavers for Arms. So this guy comes in at 12 points. He is able to uh, walk up, Hunter's Mark a thing, and then Repo 3 back. If that's like all you're doing with him, I think that's fine. Uh, and then later in the game, if he needs to throw down, he absolutely can. Um, yeah. yeah. I just That's like, that's a solid way to get Hunter's Mark. See, mark I, into your list. I, I think if you're looking to maximize points, you probably throw it on the the um, a guy that's only ten, so you can save a couple points by just opting out of the, the Ophidian head if all you want is the Animus. But yeah, I was gonna say I went uh, a slightly different option for a similar idea uh, with the Aspad that made some Channeler, uh, and then oh, yeah. Hunter's Mark and the Impalers. Uh, it, yep, it's eight, uh, twelve points, ten. twelve points. 10 points. Oh, oh 12 points because you took the, the good arms. Yeah, I, yeah. I, like, the, I like the good arms. Yeah. I'm, I'm a fan of the two-inch melee. Yeah. Uh, but, like, it's 12 yeah, points. Yeah, I, I am too. It's a similar idea of just, I'm going to charge in, and I'm going to kill whatever I had to charge to get there, and now I can Hunter's Mark a thing, or my caster now has a channeler all the way up the board. Like, yeah. For, again... If this thing goes first and goes, okay, uh, I'm going to get into this one random dude that you gave me. Now I'm going to Hunter's Mark a Heavy, and now my caster is going to go and toss a couple more of them out there to make sure the rest of the army can get where it needs to go. Like, boy howdy is that fun. Uh, again, especially because Hunter's Mark doesn't uh, just say Beast. It's just a friendly faction model charging a thing. So, like, it yeah. will work on your infantry when they come out. So, like... Speed seven infantry are now speed nine. Like, that's, that's it just will, ridiculous. It will work 
on Rasik if he wants to come in and sure close does. the deal himself. Yep. Which goodness knows he is more than capable of doing. Oh, yeah. It's a hunter's mark a thing for him to just charge 13 inches and be like, hello, friend. Like, oh, oh no. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one thing I do think that is worth mentioning, uh, obviously this is not official because these models haven't shipped yet or anything, but one of the minion models that was spoiled a little while back was a guy from... Uh, I think he was like a little scorn dude yeah, who was. like lost his friends. Yeah. Um, but he worked for Shadow Flame Shard and he had Enrage. Uh, Enrage and Medicaid. So mm-hmm. yeah, all of these beast stats, like the POW and stuff like that, if that dude comes out as printed, um, it's like between that and then Curse of Shadows or Silence of Death, it's pretty trivial to get these these guys like a plus four uh-huh. so all of a sudden you're you know my stupid eight point uh vipex is like you know hitting at pow what does he have uh two pound 15s and two pound 19s like, yep. like that's fun for eight points mm-hmm. like that's a pretty it's a pretty solid guy yeah right. and your uh sidestep idiot is like an oh. absolute, like, an actual menace yeah. now. He's like, just murdering the world. 21 Yeah, just, like, killing the world, bouncing around through everything. Yeah. Yeah. There is definitely, yeah, definitely some fun synergy and, and combos here. There's, like I said, there's a lot of spice here. Uh, and, like you were saying earlier, there's so many combinations that, like, we can't go over all of them, right? That that would take us no, literally all not. day. And also, yeah. like, so many of them are going to be situational to a caster or towards what you're trying to do in your list. Uh, I will say, and I've said it before, but, like, the modular building for beasts feels way better than it does for the jacks. Uh, from, like, trying it on Dusk and doing as many games as I did, like, it... It felt fine, but it felt like you kind of gravitated towards, like, two or three builds and were like, okay, this is the build for this point level, this is the build for this point level, like, this is the thing. Uh, And it feels way better in here because you can be like, okay, I need a 12-point heavy. Well, there's lots of options for that. Uh, Yeah. It's like, oh, okay, well, I need a 12-point shooting heavy. There's still a lot of options for that, like... What do yep. specifically are you looking for? Do you want sprays? Do you want AOEs? Are you just looking for gunshots? Like, are you looking for a thing that goes fast, goes far? Like, what are the specifics? Because, boy, can you get them if you want them. Yeah. And I do think that's actually a pretty good note to kind of close this out on. Um, I do th- think you could build these, like, hyper-flexible beasts. Like, it's sort of in a way like what we had before in legion right where like everybody has a gun some of those guns are good some of them are not right everybody has some melee stuff some of those melee things are good some of them are not right i think that's why the carnivian struggled for so long yep. because you were like well the Scythian does better in melee on average yep. and like threats further and the ravagor kind of shoots further and shoots better so having this like middle of the road beast didn't feel great because mm-hmm. it always felt like you were paying for rules that you weren't using uh-huh. whereas 
this sort of like modular beast construction to me feels like you know i can have my i can have my tonky hydrix that just sits in the back of a zone and his armor 20 and pow 18 if he needs to you know put his boots on and get to work mm -hmm. uh, and if all he does is sit and contest in the back of a zone and just wait my opponent from coming in on him great i only spent 12 points on him you yeah, know it's perfectly like, fine yeah not a yeah, not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. Um, and same thing, like your the the spray build that you talked about, like say, you know, your opponent has uh not a ton of, of infantry, but you could send him in on another heavy, take a bunch of POW sixteen attacks, and then like spray down a bunch of support that's behind that heavy. Yeah. Like maybe you lose him in exchange, you know, but he kills like most of another heavy. Yep. Okay. It only costs thirteen points. Like, okay, seems fine to me. Yeah. Well, that that's the the thing for like the 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 very flexible builds like that. And as I to to remember is I think if you judge it solely on its ability to be like, oh, it can take another heavy or it can do a bunch of damage or kill another heavy. Like, I think yeah. you're missing the best part of it, which is. Like in your example, if Spray Boy goes in on another heavy, yeah, maybe he doesn't kill it. Maybe he only does, you know, 15 boxes to it. Half kills it-ish, and it, you know, has Old Faithful, you have ways to get it back in the action. That's fine, but like, if you half kill a heavy, and then also manage to say, oh, you know how you had two units of Empower dudes? There's like one yeah, dude left, left alive in one unit. Like, yeah, you and have, he's on fire. Yeah. Cool. Have fun. Yeah. You like, have yeah. hurt the efficiency of your opponent more than mm -hmm. that heavy was worth. And it makes, especially if you're playing for a longer game on scenario attrition, that much harder. Because instead of yeah. like, oh, my caster doesn't ever have to fuel these jacks, like, because I've got all this in power, I don't care. Well, now you're straining resources and being like, no, no, if you want your jacks to go do work, your caster's not doing the things it wants to do. And maybe in some matches that's fine, but in a bunch more, it's probably not going to be. Uh, and that type and then, of flexibility is great. But to your point, like the ability to, hey, I'm just going to make a cheap Vipex. That's entire job is, it doesn't need to kill the world. It doesn't need to sidestep nine times. Its job is to just be a little mini Nerf and it's going to go in and it's going to kill a thing. And that's it. That's all it does. Like that's yeah. nine points. There's a nine point version that's going in with a couple POW 17s and like that's it, it'll do that and it'll do it just yes. fine yeah the the 10 point version that's just a i'm just a mat six guy with a bunch of house 17s it's like okay that's and, I, and i'm an arc node so you need to buff me up before i go in great am i in your control area whatever you need is on me we're yep. good to go yeah mm-hmm yeah there's yeah, there's really... I also think there's... Um, the more I think about it, Ryan, I think you might be correct in the Impaler arms because there's just so many uh, hilarious possibilities with sending in a Vipex that has 2-inch melee and is also an Arc Node yep. because if you're fighting opponents that only have 1-inch melee, like, your guy can go in, kill a bunch of dudes, like, still engage one, and then you can still Arc through him. Yep. Oh, it's so goofy. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I think that these guys do lend themselves to like being somewhat specialized, but the real like value for me, um, and I think we were talking about this pre-recording, like I I might be willing to die on this hill. A good 
Mark IV Heavy is a heavy that costs like 14 points or less. Um, and there are so many like cool builds that you can make of both of these yep. that come in right at around that point. Mm -hmm. And if you really want to get like extravagant, there's builds that are like just a little bit over. Like you can build the the Hydrix that has double crit armor piercing and the crit uh sustained attack heads mm -hmm. um and then the spine back and he's like 14 points yep. like that guy throws down in melee oh yeah absolutely and is like cheap as dirt you know uh i mean the other i, I will i do want to talk about this because i thought it was a funny one but uh the the hydrix you'd give it the flame aoe head gives it uh resistance to fire it's five points and gives it counter blast uh then you take the Venom Spitter Head, which gives it resistance to corrosion, and another AoE, uh, and then give it any melee attack so that it can still charge yeah. and, like, do something in melee. And, like, situationally, this thing is now fire and corrosion resistant. You've got Counter Blast and two different AoEs. And, again, because, like, it doesn't have a head system, like, you're never knocking any of that out. Like, yeah, you're never knocking these guns out. Yeah. Oh like, man, they're, they're... you could you could do that and take two uh, venom spitters, mm -hmm. and it's like that guy. He just walks forward. What an AOE three and AOEs. two AOE twos. Yep. Yeah, you just put prescience on him from your other one, and you're like, oh, did you bring infantry? No, you didn't. Yep. Same and same thing. You give it like spine back, so it's like, oh, these AOEs are now letting me move an extra six inches. So like, I'm gonna walk yeah. within twelve or of you or fourteen. Get the flame spitter head back up two inches. Is there still stuff within twelve? Cool. Venom spitter twice. Is there still stuff near me? No. All right. Cool. Thanks. Like, yeah. It's, it's just. And I'm gonna now warpath back out of back out of your threat range. Yeah. Thanks. Thanks for coming. Yep. Yeah. And it's just like this is, again, if this is a heavy that all it does is sit in the back of a, like a square zone on like spread the net or something and just sit at the corner and be like i'm going to walk into the middle of the circle i'm going to murder everything near me and then i'm going to back my way up to uh, be back in my zone that's yeah, fine like that's fine totally to fine or am i just going to sit in my zone and drop bombs for like four turns yep that also seems fine to me uh -huh. yeah like I, oh i've got nothing to do with my fury but i have three guns seems like i have a lot of things to do with my fury <laughs> yeah I wonder if you were trying to get like a low pow um uh Hydrix, like how cheap could you make it? I think you could get one for, for like eleven points that has like a bunch of decent melee attacks, right? Uh it's the just what? Three six nine. Yeah, diviner yeah, diviner head. Yeah, love, yeah, love diviner that. head and like the man catcher arms or something. Yeah. Yeah. It's eleven. Yep. Yeah, that's okay. That's pretty solid. Which like that's a six a pow sixteen and two pow thirteens uh, and again yep. with the buffs like it's really not that hard to be like oh here's an eighteen and a pair of fifteens or here's you know a twenty and a pair of seventeens like that yeah. will go and sure mess up somebody's day uh, and no you sure, don't even have to sure my pillicaster with the uh, those man catcher arms oh I was gonna say you don't even have to do the man catcher arms you do the blockhead arms because they're also three points so then it's also yeah. just sitting there at arm twenty. Like, yep. that's perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I think generally, like, I'm feeling really excited. Um, I think the, right, we're only going to have two heavies, and they have well, to be good. Well. 
Well, yeah. Technically, right? you're we, only going to have two heavies. Yeah, typically, you're only going to have two heavies. We'll probably have a character, like everybody. I mean, And then I think there's some... Uh, I've definitely heard rumblings about a super heavy. Yeah, I was going to say, so. I, I had heard a rumor of a whisper of a dream that the extra-large base was not a solo like other factions. It was also just another heavy. A bigger heavy. Yeah, like, a big heavy. So, yeah. like, there's a world in which if you could make things cheap enough, you could run ten heavies and just be like, I get to be a Kator player for a little bit. <laughs> I don't uh, know why you'd want to do the... that to yourself, but you can. No, it's the true dream, Ryan. You don't just like taking your cohort models and just mashing them with your opponents, like, in the <laughs> middle of the table. It's a literal monster mash. Yeah, like, absolutely. This is, uh, <laughs> as, a, as an aside, this is part of why I've been loving playing Grimkin, because Grimkin very much is monster mash. <laughs> Feels a little bit like, a little bit like Mark II Legion, where you're like, yeah, these are my, like, three heavies, or four heavies, and, like, six support models. Yeah. No, I don't have anything else on my tray. Yes, what? this is two lists. Yeah, like, what else do I need? This is fine. Yeah, <laughs> whatever, yeah. I still, uh, sorry, uh, a, a side note, but like, I still remember, it was a couple of years ago, I went to Captain Con, and it was when I was playing Abby one all the time, and uh, I remember setting up at a table, uh, and my friend Chris, who I believe you've met before, was like, they were doing the team event, he was playing next to me, and he looks over and goes, where's your army? I'm like, it's right here, he goes, you have like four heavies and nothing else. I'm like, yeah. He's like, you're gonna get, you're just gonna get blown out. I'm like, that's fine. He comes back. We'll be fine. He yeah. comes back after his game ended. Mine was still going, uh, and it was, if I remember correctly, it was like eleven twelve scenario, like top of six. All of my heavies were still alive, and almost nothing on the other side of the table was. And he just looks at the table and looks at me and goes, "You've been playing for almost two hours." I'm like, "Yeah." And he's just like, "How?" How is this happening? How is this even possible? And I'm like, I don't know, man. I'm better than you. Get good. <laughs> <laughs> Brutal. And he just like um, stared at the table for him. It was just the funniest shit of just like, you started the game with four heavies. You've been playing for almost two hours. You still have four heavies. What is happening? Ryan, would it be, would it be strange for me to admit to you that the caster that I'm most excited about playing in Unlimited is Abby One? Uh, no, it wouldn't, because Abby 1 is dope. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, our hope locally, at least, is that the Unlimited rules are out um, in time for, like, late November or early December, and we're going to do, like, a goofy, like, uh, two-headed giant, like, Unlimited tournament. Oh, that'd be amazing. Yeah, which should be, like, a ton of fun. Uh, so, is so. There, before we close out, uh, is there anything in... Uh, the new the new Chimera stuff that you're most excited about? Knowing none of the rules, knowing just what we've seen from some of the renders and like rumors and things, what, what's got your attention? What's got you sitting here going, hmm, this could be interesting? Um, I think a big thing for me is like, I really want to know, um, like the beasts so far are great. The rack is great. The Animai are great. Um, I really want to know like what kind of support abilities are available to us, okay. right? 
Um, probably like most of all, like what is like the Fury management situation look like? Do we have access to like Puppet Master rerolls? You know that sort of stuff. I think that to me is gonna make the um, like this already feels like really cool. Like a lot of uh, pieces that click together really nicely, mm-hmm. um, and it would be really neat to see like some good support options because it really feels like this is going to be a war beast forward faction um and so just want to make sure that those like war beasts can really sing okay i respect it uh the thing i really i'm looking forward to is uh i don't know the name of them uh but the little like blow dart guys that are in the army box oh yeah they look pretty cool uh, yeah. The first of all, just the idea of little lizard idiots with blowpipes is just like I don't know how this works because like you don't have lips, like that shouldn't work. But also like if they have any kind of just like so like historically what were blowpipes used for right was always like oh we're, the this is going to be poisoned this is going to be like uh you know some kind of like a debuff type of effect. So, like, yeah. if that continues, like, ha- just having units of dudes that are like, oh, uh, these are poison, or they're paralysis, or they're shadowbind, or something like that, seems like it's going to be a lot of fun. So, I'm I'm kind of hyped for those little idiots. And also, like, the renders and the sculpts and everything just look dope. So, it's like, I'm going to have fun painting this. Like, this is going to be cool. Yeah, I think uh, painting-wise, I think they're really, they look really exciting to me. Um, The other thing, Ryan, I would just say to you and to any of our listeners out there, um, if you have not read the Emergence Fluff Uh, or Chimera, um, do yourself a favor. Do that. Go read it. Uh Yeah, go do that. Um, It's... Not to spoil anything, but Rias, uh, <laughs> Rias goes through a cephalic hive, like a blender. Yep. Uh, it's it's freaking rad, um, and it it does explain, I think, some of the aesthetic stuff about the faction. Yep, that is really um, that. I think was like a little off-putting for some people, like how mechanical some of the stuff looks. Yep. Um, this does a good job of explaining yeah, it. Explaining why. Uh, and also it's a really awesome, yeah, it's also just like a really awesome story. Oh, so, for sure. Anything where you yeah. get to see, like that's one of those weird things with the fluff, right? Uh, is that Rias was always tied to Saren. And again, not to spoil anything, but like we know what happened at Penchold. Uh, and if you haven't read it yet, like, you have an idea at least like Saren isn't the thing tying her down anymore so suddenly mm. it's just like at least fluff wise she's not like oh i need to hang out and protect my sister i need to like stick around and follow orders she's just on her own and it turns out when you leave murder elf on her own uh she goes and murders and just yeah you finally get to see like, the like ninja assassin like in action that isn't being held back and it's super cool to read yeah for sure all right cool 
Well, well Ryan, thanks for uh, spending some time with me and getting this uh, Shadow Flame cast uh, out on uh, Shadow Flame Shur's Day. That's just stop. Stop doing that. I, I had to. I had to bring it back. Be better than that. Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, as an ending note, uh, I would like to, anyone who's still here, I'm going to apologize for the last cast, uh, only because I have no idea what happened. Uh, my audio on my computer when I was recording everything was fine. I edited it and listened to a couple of minutes after, and it sounded fine. And then I heard from a bunch of people the next day that were like, yeah, uh, on the whatever you listen to podcasts on was like, I could barely hear Nate. All I could hear was you, and no one wants to hear you. And I'm like, first of all, rude. Second of all, fair. Uh, I have no idea what happened there. So I am well, going nice to... it's nice to hear that, uh, that it was not an intentional uh, silencing of me, Ryan. I do appreciate that. If, if I'm going to silence you, there are much more permanent ways to do that. I'm not here for the <laughs> short term. Uh, so I'm going to attempt to make sure that doesn't happen again. Uh, but I kind of don't know what happened the first time so I, I don't really know how to prevent it we're just going to try and see what happens so hopefully this one comes out better uh but i do apologize for all of the people that were listening and were just not able to hear nate uh hopefully it doesn't happen again and it was just some weird editing fluke that i missed but i don't know we're gonna find out together yeah but uh yeah all right other than that, you'll probably be hearing from us relatively shortly on some other stuff that I don't want to talk about right now. Uh, needless to say, uh, you're going to see some cool stuff relatively soon. Relatively soon. Ryan, so, don't make these don't make these vague promises I, to I'm our sorry. listeners. Were you not around when we had the spoiler cast with Hungerford? Do you not understand the like two and a half weeks I spent just baiting people with things that I could not tell them? <laughs> like it was, you're gonna be like travis on facebook oh and be like oh God. the best part about it is redacted yep that that was basically it just in the discord for like three weeks yeah. being like oh you're gonna be so excited to see redacted and also this and this are gonna be really cool when they get released with redacted i had so many people that yeah. were so upset with me it was glorious <laughs> well it should be it should be fine i think yeah. we're gonna have a great time it'll yeah. be fine Definitely no reason to concern yourselves and don't worry about what I'm talking about. It's fine. Everything's fine. It's all fine. But uh, all right. once again, thank you for listening. Thanks for joining us on this excursion. And uh, we will talk to you again soon. Yep. You, you going to say goodbye to the people, Nate? Goodbye to the people, Nate. I don't know what I expected here. <sighs> Bye, everybody. Bye.